0: Fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave.
1: The lovely Ms. Kate, our call hostess, keeper of my harem, informed me earlier this week that she was interviewing a beautiful Russian and a Ukrainian, two lovely former Eastern Bloc, or one current Eastern Bloc country, uh, one of the dames, two dames to add to the harem, and I said, "Miss Kate, before we do anything, please call Bob Mueller, the special prosecutor, special attorney, whatever you want to call him. Let's just make sure that they have not been colluding with Putin or they're part of Putin's inner circle, because I do not want to be called to testify under oath about all my clandestine activities with hot... Eastern European Dames, because if the truth came out, look out, very dangerous. Although I would say I'm very proud, yes, yes, I had all those dames at one time. Yes, I do enjoy bodacious, lovely dames. Yes, I appreciate the female form. I am guilty as charged. And by the way, we've got a president. Hey, if he did, if he did engage in horizontal pleasure maneuvers with Stormy Daniels, all I can say is bravo. Well done Mr. President. I give you a snappy salute. In fact, the grand thespian would say, "Oh, bravo, my dear man. Bravo, my dear president." We'll get to the master thespian or grand thespian in just a moment. But first, as always, long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delectatio. Always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. And make your harem great again. If you don't have one, I suggest you stock up on the dames. Forget the hashtag me too. It's hashtag me threesome or me foursome or me fivesome. All right. As always, your commanding general, your global alpha front and center from command center alpha. Before I get into talking about the events of the day, we're exactly Seven days and counting. The countdown is on to the Cigar Dave 2018 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in the cigar city of Tampa from Shelter Aviation. Cannot wait. We are sold out. In fact, sh- I'm just such a the general generosity. I'm a kind five star. I received umpteen emails this week from several attendees. And Alphas, that's a general. I've already bought two tickets. I need two more. Can you just open up a few more? All right, fine. And then I get another email. General, please, I I missed out. Can you just open up two for me? Well, I did. We are sold out. So if you missed out, I am sorry. We are sold out. 30% increase, uh, more tickets sold than last year. We are excited. We cannot wait. Presented by Diamond Crown. In fact, we will be enjoying fantastic Diamond Crown and J.C. Newman cigars. We've got a huge amount of spirits and beers that I will tell you about. I'm looking at the list right now. I've counted, I believe, 36 as of right now, and we may have four to six more spirits to add. We could be approaching the 40-spirit sampling uh, for various craft beers, spirits. It's going to be off the charts. I cannot wait. So we'll get to more on that. But last week I told you about... The Salt Bay. And Bay, B-A-E, stands for, uh, uh, Sergeant Steve, I always forget, was it before, uh, every? not everyone else, what, what was what was the uh, Salt Bay? What's, what does B-A-E stand for, one more time? Do you remember? Before anyone else. Yeah, before anyone else. That's what I thought. Yeah, before anyone else. The Salt Bay. And this is a guy by the name of Nusret. Nusret. And he is the, uh, the Salt bay. He is, uh He's a guy in a turkey, and he's got a huge Instagram following, and he massages his meat, he spanks his meat, he waxes his meat, he talks to the meat. This is his big thing. That's his big shtick. You know, I mean, he's got a, a very uh, a cool steakhouse called Nusret, N-U-S-R hyphen E-T, Nusret. And I told you about a friend of mine on last week's show, lives down in Miami, and he went to Nusret down in uh, in Miami, off of uh, down downtown Miami and Brickell. And he said, "General, you know I've heard you talk about Nusret, and I've heard you talk about the place, and I know Kaizad Hensodia said it was the best steak he ha- has ever had. Loves the place." He said, "I went with my son. I got to tell you, it wasn't so great, and it was expensive for a tomahawk chop. The tomahawk chop." Probably going to be, you're looking probably at about a two pound tomahawk chop. I can buy that tomahawk chop for probably a two pounder, at probably about at retail, but who pays retail? I don't pay retail. I get it from wholesale. Wholesale, I'm paying for top notch, probably about 15 bucks a pound. So you're looking at wholesale anywhere between 30 bucks retail, let's just say 45, 48 bucks a pound, okay? They sell it for 275 and that's a la carte. So my sister, cigar sister Lynn, calls me up this week and said, I know you talked about the Salt Bay and the red Steakhouse in Miami. They just opened up in New York. Check out the New York Post. Big, big review. The headline, Salt Bay's Underwhelming Steakhouse is a ripoff. And what did I tell you last week? I said, look, it's great to go out to, whether it's Morton's or Capitol Grill or Fleming's, but to me, I can make a superior steak over any of the aforementioned restaurants. You pick the best steakhouse, out, Smith, Smith & Walensky. Uh, you pick out Burns here in the Cigar City of Tampa. You pick, you name it, any of the major chains, Ruth's, Chris, uh, Morton's, uh, Mastro's out in the West Coast, you pick any of them. And I'm telling you that I make a better steak, a far superior steak, on my cast iron skillet than any of those aforementioned steakhouses and i don't have to go out and spend 80 bucks or 100 bucks for a steak i don't have to worry about not being able to uh, being able to smoke a cigar if i want while i'm preparing the, the the steak or after the steak i have the finest libations and i'm in the comfort of my own pleasure palace i've got the harem there that if they want to massage my meat before i cook it or before I engage in cooking maneuvers, they're more than welcome to massage my meat. They, they can be like the salt bay. If they want to spank my meat, they can do that. Massage it, spank it, yank the meat, whatever they want to do. They're more than free to do it. And then once they do that, and my steak is finally marinated, then I'm ready to stick it in the cast iron skillet. Doesn't take a long time. For about a two-inch steak, I do two minutes on one side. I put a little olive oil or actually ghee, which is clarified butter, has a higher uh, smoke point. I turn on that cast iron skillet on high for about an hour. Make sure your blower fan is on. You can even do it on your grill. Stick the cast iron right on your grill, just a little bit of ghee. Put that meat right on there. Two minutes each side, you get a nice Pittsburgh char. Then I lower the heat, and then basically about every minute I keep turning it over. It doesn't take long. Six, seven minutes is all you need for a medium-rare Pittsburgh-style one-and-a-half to two-inch steak. So I make a great steak, and I never have to leave the Pleasure Palace. And it doesn't cost me three, four, five hundred dollars 500 by the time the evening is done. Well, this review, not good for Nusret, for the Salt Bay. And I'm going to read some excerpts from this. Nusret may be the season's most talked-about restaurant, but be warned, it isn't ready yet for prime time, no matter how many likes Salt Bay gets on Instagram. There are a few great dishes. The place is eye pleasing and comfy with the same barbell shaped layout and high ceilings of its predecessor, China Grill. But last Sunday night, Nusret was public ripoff number one. Oh! An up and mostly down meal for three, where each of us had just one cocktail and one glass of bad wine each, cost a whopping. 521 dollars and 45 cents and left us craving a snack i know the feeling that this reviewer went to i remember going to per se very high-end restaurant it's fixed course it's like 275 300 a person i call it per so so nothing to write home about it's one of these places they give you eight courses and every course you need an electron microscope to be able to see the eight one millionth of an ounce of food they give you. And I, I, I'll never forget going. It was for my father's birthday a number of years ago. And we go in there and they say in our first course will be marinated rabbit in a bouillabaisse sauce with a uh, hargot and, and, and Gargonzola medley of garnish. First of all, I don't want to eat Bugs Bunny. That's number one. So it comes, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to give you a little duck, or they're going to give you some bunny, some rabbit. It's going to be, you know, nice, you know, kind of like on the cartoon. You know, he opens up the uh, the little uh, serving platter, and, you know, you got a whole, whole rabbit on there. I'm telling you, there was barely a morsel. There was barely an inkling of food on there. And it was like that the whole night. When I was done, I had to go to Katz's Deli or the Carnegie Deli to get a nice uh, corned beef sandwich or pastrami sandwich to be filled. And this is the same thing. The guy tells you, 522 bucks for a meal. Three people. That's crazy. You know what, $180 a person, and you're still hungry? He says, Turkish flavors were scarce. Nusret salad for $25. He days-old iceberg lettuce and mystery greens with tasteless goat cheese and a few walnuts, raisins, and pomegranate seeds. Rubbing salt into the wound, High school high school grade French fries came to the table twenty minutes before the steak did and turned cold. Who brings out French fries if that's a side order without the main entree? He goes on to say that the salt bay is is, is very swift with a knife, but his tableside uh, butcher's blade attack is 130 bucks for a mustard-marinated Ottoman steak. It failed to sufficiently tenderize the shoe-leather tough bone and ribeye which for extra fun was loaded with gruesome globs of fat. He talks about a Saslik steak. Boneless, spice, and milk-marinated tenderloin was luscious, but 70 bucks for a paltry number of sti- strips that wouldn't fill a coffee cup. And then he also talks about an asado-roasted spice short rib shared by two people, $110 for two. And by the way, this Nusret, they give you no bread, no bread, unless you order a dish that happens to include it, like a burger. And by the way, how much for a burger? Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. So uh, this it just got absolutely panned. He said, "We want more substance with the smoke and salt and dishes that not only sultans can afford." Well, I've got my German Shepherd canine companion Sultan here, and I can tell you that he does get some uh, very nice pieces of. My fine tomahawk chop, or my ribeye, or my sirloin—whatever I make—not too much. You don't want to don't want to get them uh, don't want to get them too runny, if you know what I mean. Just a couple ounces, just to get a little bit of that taste. But Noisette, clearly, this guy is more show than he is about a five-star dining experience. You want good food, and to me, I don't care if he spanks his meat, massages his meat. I don't care what he does with his meat. All I know is. For two seventy-five, I better get a damn good steak, and I'm going to tell you, I wouldn't spend that kind of money for a steak, not when I can make a better one at home. And the more I talk to people, and the more that I've I've shared my steak culinary experiences with, they all say, "General, you are absolutely right." Oh my God, best steak I ever had. I had some friends about a year ago, right after the election, so about a year and a quarter ago, right uh, here in Command Center Alpha, and I made two bone-in tomahawks. And I brought them with me, sliced it up, and uh, got some sides from uh, Capitol Grill. They raved. They said, General, the best steak we've had. These guys are steak connoisseurs. They said, the best we have ever had. And let me give you one little secret. If you're going to make steak or any type of uh, chop or meat product, what you want to do, you want to take that meat, you want to wash it, some water, and then what you want to do is you want to – I just use some – some uh, kosher salt or pink Himalayan salt, some pepper, a little bit, ground pepper, I like cracked ground pepper, and some onion powder. Put it on one side. Then I wait about an hour, flip it over, do it on the other side. And then what I do is I put a paper towel, a couple of paper towels over it. I put it on a rack so water can dissipate through that. Then I put it on a baking sheet, and I stick it in my refrigerator for about a week. What you're doing is you're essentially dry-aging your meat. And about four or five hours before you're ready to cook that meat, bring it out to room temperature, let that muscle get warm, relax, so when you cook it, it's extra tender and extra juicy. I will put my five-star tomahawk or any piece of meat up against the salt, bait, salt bay at Nusret any day of the week, or for that matter, against Capital Grill, Morton's, Roos Chris, Outback, you name it. I'll put it up against any one of them. All right, in fact, by the way, next week at the Pleasure Fest, Uh, we're going to have Butcher Dave and uh, we are going to have Big Dom on the grill. Colonel Ange is going to be away for special clandestine uh, classified maneuvers. Can't get into it right now, but I'll tell you next week. But we will have both of them, and one of the things we're going to do, we're going to do one of my steaks on the cast iron skillet. In fact, I may even leave the uh, main stage, the command center alpha stage, and go out and cook it while I'm conducting broadcast maneuvers. I'm so talented, I can multifunction. No ifs, ands, or buts. Now, when we come back those of us that love meat that love steak that's part of being an alpha male we love the alpha male diversions we love cigars spirits we love grilling we love steaks we love golf we love we love uh, enjoying life's great pleasures meat is under attack don't come anywhere near my dead animal I'm telling you that right now but when we come back we will tell you meat is under attack by the enemies of pleasure and as i always say Can't beat my five-star meat.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. Want premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
2: Quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The Cigar Dave
1: show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Day mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live noon to 2 Eastern time anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now. If you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. (laughs)
0: With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. The January
1: 2018 selection of our Officers Club is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. And that is the cigar that I will enjoy today. Brand new cigar was finally shipped around October, and our Officers Club members, one of the first in the country, to get this magnificent cigar. Now, Alec Bradley, the Prensato, was launched a number of years ago, but the lost art builds upon the Prensato, pays homage not only to the Prensato namesake, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. Even though automation has made it easier for companies to make products, not when it comes to cigars. It still takes skilled artisans, and so Ralph Montero and George Sosa and uh, Alan Rubin decided we're going to name it the Prensado Lost Art because it requires great craftsmanship. Nice medium to full flavored cigar, nice notes of espresso, a little bit of pepper, some oakiness, tan, just a little bit of tanginess. But it's a beautiful, indulgent cigar that is perfect after a nice, thick, juicy steak. Like one of my five star tomahawks or bone in ribeyes. You cannot go wrong. Couple this up with a nice uh, scotch or bourbon or bold cab, and you have yourself a magnificent, magnificent evening. And I will tell you, the Alec Bradley Prinsado Lost Art, the January Officers Club selection, they all went out uh, about uh, Wednesday and Thursday, so you should have them. Went out just a little bit late. Had a little bit of a shipping snafu, but not a problem. You should all have them very soon.
0: Cigar altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device.
1: And I almost forgot to tell you that I'm going to enjoy the Torpedo. Six and a half inches in length with a 52 ring gauge. Suggested retail on this is going to be, yeah, you're looking at about $11, 12 for this particular cigar. So very nice stick. I've got my self-sharpening
0: double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Last week, the grand thespian bit that
1: we did was so well-received that the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratory guys came up with, they called it, the Grand Thespian Work of art. It is a magnificent-looking litation device, very elegant, very ornate, has two twin flames. A lot of drama on this lighter, that's all I can tell you. Just like the Grand Thespian, that's
0: what I would use today. Cigars. Cigar pre-litation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three Two, one.
1: Perfect cut. I will toast the foot of this cigar. I'm going to take my time, and when we come back, I will conduct the libation ceremony when we return because I don't want to rush anything, and I'm taking my time. going to puff and rotate slowly here. Oh, great cigar. Great draw. Nice square press in the hand. Box fresh, Beautiful. Mmm. Out. Freaking. Standing. Take a puff here. Mm. When we come back, I will enjoy my libation. We will get into the enemies of pleasure coming after our meet.
0: Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to The General anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. quenching libationary maneuvers.
1: Next week at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa, we have a huge cornucopia of craft beer and gourmet spirits that you will be sampling. I will get to that in just a moment, but let me get to my libation selection today, which shall be one of the magnificent selections next week. So today I'm going to enjoy the Macallan Single Malt. What do I want to take? Uh, do I want the fine oak? Hmm, it's a very tough decision. You know what? I think I'm going to go with the 12 double cask. The Macallan 12-year, actually, the double cask, which we will feature next week, along with the Macallan 12 sherry cask and the 15 fine oak. This is a perfect... Perfect accompaniment, perfect accompaniment to my Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. The McAllen double cask, as the name implies, is aged in two casks. First, they bring in new oak from the United States across thousands of miles to Spain, where the oak casks are crafted and sherry seasoned before traveling to the McAllen distillery in Spiceide. They mature for 12 years. The whiskeys are then harmoniously united with those aged in the very best sherry-seasoned European oak casks. You get a wonderful union, and you have a wonderful taste, a perfect harmony of flavors and color, nice flavors of vanilla, citrus, light oak, very fruity. I'm going without any further delay to open this bottle up. Let me pour just a tad bit here. Oh, what a, just a beautiful color. Mm. I can almost smell the sherry notes on it. A little bit of oakiness. Very nice. And again, I've got my special snifter. So let me say cheers. Mm. Mm. Mmm. Mmm. Ah. Mmm. Very nice warmth on the palate. Wow. I just got just a tinge of almost a fruity spice. I can't place it, but it's like a combination of, like, a pumpkin and apple spice. Very, very subtle, but in the back of my throat as it went down. Let me take another sip here. Mm. Oh, outstanding. I'm telling you, all those that are going to be attending, you are going to absolutely love this McAllen Double Oak 12. Now, let me give you next week, just as an example... What we're going to be enjoying. First of all, from our friends at Funky Buddha Brewing down in South Florida. We've had them on during Cigar Oktoberfest. We have got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, five beers that we're going to be sampling. The Funky Buddha Floridian German-style wheat ale with flavors and aromas of banana, citrus, and clove. The Funky Buddha Pineapple Beach, which is a blonde ale with a hint of pineapple. Ooh, that's a good one. One of their top sellers. The Funky Buddha Hop Gun, which is an East Coast India Pale Ale, aromas of citrus and tropical fruits, 7% alcohol by volume. And then we'll have the Funky Buddha Hop Simulator, massively hopped double IPA, 9.5% alcohol by volume. And then to cap it off, a very special, the beer that started it all, their Maple Bacon Coffee Porter. The Funky Buddha Maple Bacon Coffee Porter. I am drooling. I am foaming at the mouth as we speak. It is a porter with maple syrup and coffee, 6.4% alcohol by volume. We've got uh, Adrian Morales that will be enjoying uh, joining us, one of their big brand ambassadors. Some other people from Funky Buddha. We're very much looking forward to having them. And then we've got a cornucopia of Magnificent Spirit Selections. From a number of uh, major, major distributor or major uh, um, uh, companies and, uh, and 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 people that have just, we have put a huge list together with our friends at Republic National Distributing. We cannot wait to share. We've got, as of right now, in terms of spirits, I think we're looking at 30 or 31, and there could be more to come. From the Edrington Group, you know their name, McAllen. We're going to have the McAllen Single Malt 12 Sherry Cask the McAllen 12 Double Cask, and the 15 Fine Oak. We'll also have from Highland Park their Single Mall 12 and their Dark Origins. Had the Dark Origins? Beautiful. Love Highland Park. From Partida Tequila, their tequilas, magnificent. We'll have their Blanco, their Reposado, and their Añejo. Tequilas, Big big sale this week five billion for Patron Tequila. Why? Because people are starting to enjoy tequilas like uh, brown spirits, like like uh, bourbon, and like whiskeys. So Partita Tequila, if you haven't had Partita, you're going to love it. Blanco, Reposado, and Añejo. We've got from Brugal Rum. They're 1888 and they're Añejo Brugal from the Dominican Republic. Five of the six cigars we'll be enjoying from J.C. Newman Cigar are made, they're diamond crowns, made down in the Dominican Republic. So, beautiful pairing. Brugal rum, can't wait to enjoy that. But wait, as Ron Popeil would say, but wait, there's more. From Remy Contro USA, Remy Martin Cognac will have some VSOP and their 1738. We will enjoy the Mount Gay Rum Eclipse and Black Barrel, two different rums. From, let's see, Brook Laddie. we'll enjoy several of their single malts. We'll have the botanist gin, a little apertif, the contrô noir, a little triple sec for those of you that want a little apertif, and we've got even more on the wine side from Vintage Wine Estates. My good friends Dan Cohen, who formerly uh, uh, Dan Cohen and uh, Bruce Cohen from Br Cohen before they sold the Vintage Wine Estates, but I've been out to the to their uh, to their winery, magnificent in Santa uh, uh, Santa Rosa, phenomenal. We'll have a couple of B.R. cone, a red and a white. We'll have a red and a white from Swanson, a red and a white from Clo Pegas, and a red and a white from Cartilage Brown. So we'll have at least eight wines. We were going to have incredible single malt scotches. We've got cognac. We've got rum. We've got gin. We've got contour a nice triple sec. We'll have tequila. And we've got some bourbons to come as well. I assure you, you will not complain to this five-star and say, General you know, the Alpha Pleasure Fest, you really ripped us off. You only gave us like 36 different spirits to sample this year. We want it bigger and better, way bigger than last year. I think we're going to even uh, surpass what we did in Buffalo, and that was huge with all the Buffalo uh, different distilleries that we have, But we're very and, and also Hamburg Brewing, but we're very excited. So it is going to be a fantastic, fantastic day. So for those of you that are attending, can't wait. For those of you that aren't, you're missing out. But... Pick up any of those aforementioned uh, spirits, pick up a diamond crown, throw a steak on the grill, and you can enjoy us uh, as well. And by the way, we're going to have some great super snacks for Super Bowl. It is the New England Patriots, boo, and the Philadelphia Eagles. We are going to conduct Operation Pulverize the Patriots. Being a Bills fan, there's no way on, on earth that I could root for the Patriots. No way, shape, or form. I didn't care. If it was the Eagles, I did not care if it was the Vikings, although I would have liked to have seen the uh, Vikings, don't you know? Oh, you betcha. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I am thrilled the Eagles are in, and I hope they do to the Patriots what they absolutely did to the Vikings, total decimation and annihilation. Operation hashtag Operation Pulverize the Patriots. All right. Uh, let's see here. What do, oh, I want to talk about, tell you what I want to do. I want to make sure I don't run out of time on this. So when we come back, I want to tell you about the enemies of pleasure, the enemies of meat, the food police. They're coming after our beloved chops, our ribs, our fine quality dead animal products. There is they're using it. They're doing it under the guise of the environment and our health. It is all a load of bull. That's being, and I'm it, it bull flatulence is what it is, and and uh, bull shiatsu. But I will tell you, it's being promulgated by one group, and then you've got all these environmental nutcases. But one group is behind it. I will expose it all when we come back, because nobody will take away our right to enjoy meat. Nobody will tax our meat. We will not stand for it. This country seceded from England in part because of taxation on tea. Well, we will not be taxed, taxed on our lovely meat products, our dead quality animal products. Stay away from my meat. Stay away from my ribs. Stay away from my dogs. And stay away from my chicken. Stay away from my turkey. No taxing my turkey or any other of those animal products. We will tell you about it as we continue Around the Corner.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the lost art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. One premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month? Log on to CigarDave.com to join the Officers Club.
1: It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And we start January 2018 with the brand new Alec Bradley Prinsado Lost Art. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prinsado. Different flavor complexion uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar. And it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com. For twenty two ninety five per month, you will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensato
3: Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it. America is under attack.
1: Steak, 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 a big old steery. Steak, 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 do you have one here? Beep, beep, beep. It's a mighty good food. It's a great aim meal when i real in the mood. Cowpots will come from near and far when you throw a few relies on the farm. Or the Reverend Horton heat each steak, and why not? It's a man, and off a lot of money lies.
2: Eat steak, steak,
1: eat a big old steer, eat steak, steak, steak one, beef, it's a mighty good food. It's a great meal, Now, I love my steaks. I love my filet mignon. I love my New York strip. I love my bone and ribeye. I love my tomahawk chop. And I don't want the food police, the enemies of pleasure, dictating to me what I can and cannot eat. And I don't want them taxing me. My meat taxing my steaks. Well, unfortunately, the enemies of pleasure are coming after our beloved chops.
0: Warning. 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 We've reached DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures.
1: I see this earlier this week on a number of, uh, we got the uh, clipping sites, so anything that, that that targets whether it's meat or cigars or grilling or spirits, whiskey, we get it. It comes in, we have our hands in all the alpha male pleasure pies, as you will. And I see this from numerous sources that, uh, and this is uh, uh, the one I saw was a number of different places, but Americans for Tax Reform it was published earlier this week environmentalists are targeting our burgers, our wings, with a meat tax, and they claim they have never been closer than ever to a meat tax, as reported by Bloomberg Law this week. Hamburger addicts, barbecue junkies, and fried chicken fanatics may soon be asked to pay a surcharge for their obsessions with meat. Now, right off the bat, I look at this, hamburger addicts, I love hamburgers, I haven't had a burger with a bun, geez, I don't know, a year and a half, because I really cut out carbs and sugars very rarely. I can't remember the last time I had a burger. I'll eat the meat, but I just haven't had the bread or the the carbs. But even if you like hamburger, notice how they phrase it, hamburger addicts, barbecue junkies. I love barbecue. When I was in Austin last June, I went to about eight different barbecue places. That doesn't mean I'm an addict or a junkie. It means while I'm in the mecca of barbecue, I'm going to sample it all. If you are in a certain city, like if you were in Buffalo, my hometown, you're going to hit every Buffalo chicken wing place there is. You're going to go to Anchor Bar. You're going to go to Duff's. You're going to find all the good places. But that doesn't make us junkies or addicts and fried chicken fanatics. I don't know anybody that says, oh, my God, I'm a fried chicken fanatic. I'm going to go to every fried chicken joint there is. No, you like fried chicken. You enjoy it. That doesn't mean you're a fanatic. But... The way they phrase this may soon be asked to pay a surcharge for their obsession. I love steak. I love ribs. I love fish. That doesn't mean I'm obsessed with it. That doesn't mean I spend 24-7, 365 every waking second thinking, oh, I'm obsessed. Where can I get my my next nice, beautiful, juicy, succulent uh, piece of salmon? Or where can I get some just incredibly delicious stone crabs or Alaskan king crab claws? If I happen to see it, I'm in the mood for it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Let me get some stone crabs. But the way they make it sound like we're obsessed with all this nonsense, continuing from Bloomberg Law, excise taxes on beef, pork, and chicken could be the next big thing in a state and local tax environment that's already comfortable – with syntax regimes aimed at cigarettes, alcoholic beverages, and gambling, and is adapting quickly to special levies on sugar-sweetened beverages, greenhouse gases, and marijuana. I'm sorry, but to put meat in the same category as gambling, as marijuana, or cigarettes is absurd. Frankly, I think we're taxed too much. You know that, I know that, the American people know that, everybody knows that. We're taxed incessantly under the guise that We here in government are here to protect your health. All we want to do is protect you. We want to take that money that we're taxing you for education programs. Oh, and by the way, we're going to use it for all sorts of other taxocrat type of uh, boondoggle programs. While there are no current legislative proposals imposing state or local surcharges on meat, a growing number... Of public health, environmental, and animal rights advocates are bullish on tax schemes addressing the mounting social costs of meat production and consumption. All right, let's take that step by step. A growing number? No. There's one. It's the PETA idiots. The people for the ethical treatment of animals. I'm all for treating animals properly. I don't believe in abusing animals. I have no problem with that. In fact, I don't think I think the strides that have been made for chickens and cows, and we're seeing more and more of that, where they say, hey, cage-free, and we don't stuff our chickens in, you know, 18 gazillion chickens in a small little cage. You know, our our, our our cows roam free. Great, I'm all for that. Who's against that? I'm not against that. But growing number of public health environmental animal rights advocates are bullish on tax teams. It's one. It's the PETA wackadoodles, doodles And the social costs of meat production... And consum- What are the social costs? What, what greenhouse gases, cows and horses and pigs were on this planet long before any of us? As far as I know, their, uh, their bodily functions uh, emit methane gas, but guess what? They've been around for millions of years. Now this is what Ashley Byrne, the associate director of campaigns for the nutcase PETA Nazis, uh, said. Won't. we've never been closer to a meat tax. Bull Shiatsu. She is full of baloney. This is if you it's like Al Gore. If you tell people long enough, oh, the Earth's got a like the flu, the earth, the ice caps are melting. within five years, there's gonna be water. The entire United States coastal zone is gonna be fifty foot submerged. Really? He'd said that twenty years ago. Well, last time I looked, the ice caps are still there. Last time I looked, we've got the coldest winter in eons. But again, they got away from global warming. Now it's climate change. It's climate BS. She says, Ashley Burke, we've never been closer to a meat tax. We have seen people, including meat eaters, realizing that meat is bad for their health. And meat is taking the incredible, this incredible toll on the environment. Ah, here we go. So now they're using health. They're saying meat is terrible. Well, let me tell you my personal story. Okay? I decided... The end of September of 2016, September 29th to be specific, I had gotten too excessively large in the gut region and everywhere else. And you know, weight creeps up. You get older, it creeps up. You don't realize it. You start eating terrible things. You don't keep track of things. And the next thing you know, you've gained weight. And I needed to lose weight. Now, all along, I've been told, have margarine. It's better. Butter's terrible for you. Don't have olive oil. No, no. uh, Margarine is better. Eat, eat eat the eat the, uh, the fat free foods eat the di- have the diet drinks have this that, that that's that's uh, that's that's you know the diet weight Watchers meal and it's loaded with sodium it's loaded with chemicals and I just decided you know what I'm gonna try something different and I went on a program a very low calorie diet. You don't eat breakfast you have lunch and dinner, a lean protein five six ounces sometimes I'd have more uh, vegetable but no starchy vegetables and a fruit. Certain sugary fruits were off-limits, like bananas. And I kept to between 600 and 800, 900 calories a day, mostly between 700 and 800 calories. I lost 56 pounds. Okay, 52 pounds, 52 pounds. Now, the one thing that I have not done since I went on that program, September of 2016, I no longer eat anything from a box or anything from a can. I don't, I I watch, I only have... uh, 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 salt. I don't have anything that has salt added to it. What I do have is Himalayan pink salt in moderation. I don't have any diet drinks that have any NutraSweet or Splenda or Equal. My sweet tooth is pretty much gone. Gave it all up. And I've kept it off. Now, what if I substitute? What do I eat now? I eat healthy meals. I eat more meat than I ever have in my life the last year and a half. I'll polish off. I have now about 2,000 calories a day. And I'm not a big breakfast eater, so I don't really eat breakfast. I have a small lunch salad with some some protein, or I'll have a nice piece of fish with grilled onions or grilled peppers. And then for dinner, I'll make a 20-ounce, a a one-pound bone-in-ribeye. I'll have a nice big salad. won't have dressing on it. And I will have some healthy vegetables. My cholesterol is the lowest it's been my triglycerides, all my lipid profiles, everything is absolutely fine. In fact, I go to my doctor and he's like, look, your cholesterol is a little too low. So the moral of the story is when the USDA tells you you should have all this stuff, have margarine, that was loaded with trans fat. Whatever the government and all these supposed experts told us, they ended up killing us. Now, this woman seems to say that meat is bad for our health. They use nonsensical studies. It's amazing. My grandparents, nothing out of a can or box. My grandfather smoked six cigars a day, two glasses of Crown Royal every day. My grandmother smoked till cigarettes as she was 65, had a heart attack, quit. My grandfather lived to 85. My grandmother, 98 and a half. They were healthy until the very end. But they never eat anything processed. They had butter. They had meat. Nothing processed. This is just a, a, a cover for pita and the people that are the vegans to go after our meat. Next hour, I'll continue this conversation. Stay away from my revival.
0: The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the General Cigar Dave. This is CCRN.
1: As I said in hour number one as we concluded, do not in any way, shape, or form put your paws on my meat. Do not tell me how to live my life. Do not tell me what to eat. Do not play nanny state to me. Because as an adult, as alpha males, we are responsible enough to make our own decisions. Nowhere in the Constitution does it say that the Republic of the United States of America will tell its citizens how to think, what to do, what to eat. Instead, we are guaranteed our rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And eating meat, medium-rare Pittsburgh style, makes me ever, ever so happy. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show. As always, uh, we remind you to follow me on social media, Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook, Cigar Dave. We've got uh, YouTube, Cigar Dave, and Instagram, Cigar Dave. Just go to CigarDave.com, upper right-hand corner. You will see all the links to uh, follow us on social media. One week from today, noon to 2 Eastern time, we will be conducting live broadcast maneuvers front and center from Command Center Alpha, Stage 1A at Shelter Aviation, Hangar 1A. It is the Cigar Dave 2018 Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. tickets sold out. Those of you that are lucky enough to have tickets, we cannot wait to welcome you and greet you and play host for five hours of absolute, unadulterated alpha male pleasure maneuvers with great cigars from J.C. Newman Cigar and Diamond Crown. Fantastic spirits from Funky Buddha Brewing. And we've got uh, McAllen. I'm going to give you the list here. McAllen, Highland Park Single Malt Scotch, Partita Tequila, Brugal Rum, Remy Martin Cognac, Mount Gay Rum, Brook Laddie Single Malts, The Botanist Gin, Contro. We've got wine from B.R. Cone, Swanson, Clopagas, Cartilage Brown. We also have Funky Buddha Brewing. It is going to be a fantastic time. The menu is set we will have just a just 100% alpha male pleasure maneuvers will be going on and of course if you can't make it by all means fire up a cigar get yourself a steak throw it on the grill now speaking of steaks as i was saying there is uh, a movement now by peta and there has been not a growing number of public health environmental and animal rights groups just one who are saying that we need to they need to tax or, or the government need to tax meat to address the mounting social costs of meat production and consumption. And the fact that people now are realizing meat is bad for their health. And meat is taking an incredible toll on the environment. Ashley Byrne from PETA said, people seem more open than ever to an excise tax on meat. If we're going to tax tobacco, if we're going to tax soda, it absolutely makes sense to have a similar tax on meat. I'll tell you what, what happens if we say, well, let's have a tax on soybeans? Let's have a tax on all the vegetables. Let's have a tax on all the, the weeds that these unhealthy-looking vegans eat. I guarantee you they'll say, well, no, 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 whoa, whoa, that's not right. And when they say that it, that, the, that producing meat, consumption of meat, takes a toll on the environment because of water and fertilizers and other items, well, let me ask you this question. Do you think you're going to grow all sorts of vegan-based plants and vegetables without water, without using tractors, without contributing to supposedly the uh, a de- a detriment of the environment. It is a false argument. It is a ridiculous argument. There is no correlation. Americans are fed up with new taxes. Period. They're fed up on 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 these nincompoop organizations, PETA these cockamamie made up organizations saying, well, we know what's right for you. And because they're going out saying, oh, there's a growing movement. No, there isn't. It is one group and only one group. And I'm sorry, but you know, as far as I'm concerned, we have enough taxes and the sugar sweetened beverage. That's another nonsensical tax that they all put on. All these cities are putting on saying, well, it's for the health of, of our citizens. We're doing it solely for the health. And yet Then they want to fund their preschool programs, and then they want to fund all these other uh, Democrat-inspired big-government bureaucratic programs. This has nothing to do with the health of anybody. This is a way, a convenient way, for the big-government bureaucrats, the tax-and-spend liberals, to say, hey, we can disguise this as as a tax, a health tax, and say that it's for the good of people. It's, it's 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 just to cut down for people to cut down on sugar and on meat and on other products. And yet what we'll do is it'll be a way for us to just suck people dry even more. That's really what it boils down to. People are fed up. People are fed up with taxes. And I got a kick out of the Democrats now. We're seeing all these people, all these companies say, "Hey, oh, you're going to get a thousand dollar bonus of 2000. You're getting stock options. All these companies that are doling these out. And yet the Democrats were like, number one, it's never going to work. Number two is, oh, it's just a pittance, $1,000. Nancy Pelosi is saying, ah, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's the scraps. Really, when she made a big deal out of Barack Obama when they lowered the payroll tax, and by the way, the payroll tax goes to fund people's retirements technically, even though Social Security was not designed as a, as a primary retirement vehicle, Many people use it as a primary retirement vehicle, but when they cut the payroll tax, which again funded social security benefits for people, it amounted to the average i think uh, average paycheck was thirty dollars forty dollars and they made a huge deal saying, oh it's temporary, but we're giving money back to the people so when people get a thousand two and three thousand dollars all of a sudden that's a uh, that's pittance that's the that's scraps it's morsels now. The, the, the entire this movement of we're going to tax meat and we're there's a big movement kind of goes back to mid-December when an article entitled Here Comes the Meat Tax was published in the Atlantic uh, magazine or Atlantic Monthly. Here comes the meat tax. Pay more for environmentally harmful foods may be inevitable. And it talks about how various health experts endorse meat in various amounts, but none endorse it eating it the way Americans today do. The average U.S. citizen consume more than 200 pounds of meat this year, more than twice the global average, and nearly twice as much as Americans did in 1961. The average American man is eating more than his own weight in meat every year. What's wrong with that? If you eat meat, I eat grass-fed meat that has no antibiotics and no hormones, It's far healthier than eating the junk that comes out of a can or a box that's all processed with chemicals and sodium and sugars and chemicals you can't even pronounce. And as I mentioned in the first hour, I lost 52 pounds, didn't need the government to do it. I just said, I need to do it. And I look back and say, man, I don't know how I did it. And I'm trying to take another 10 pounds off. But again, that's because of my own willpower, saying I'm going to do it, I'm going to put my mind to it, and I got on a program. That got me to do it. And now if I pick up a pound or two, I know how to drop it right back down. But I'm eating more meat than ever before. I'm eating eggs. I'm not eating the uh, egg beaters, the chemical stuff, or the egg whites. I'm having some egg whites, but I eat regular eggs. And again, my cholesterol, triglycerides, blood lipids, lower than ever before in my lifetime. I think dropping weight had to do with it. I think eliminating processed foods. I think uh, a lot of the chemicals that were in the foods, it all had a contributory effect. Now this article that was in the Atlantic talks about sometimes you have to lay taxes for the purposes of providing the general welfare for the citizens and that that approach to taxation applies nowhere more reasonably than greenhouse gas intensive commodities a meat tax and see this is what this is how they're hiding they're hiding behind health and the environment greenhouse tech uh, uh, we need greenhouse lower greenhouse emissions we need a, a – a, a reduce the carbon footprint because they say that animal agriculture, notoriously environmentally costly. A preliminary report from an investor initiative known as Farm Animal Investment Risk and Return warned that a tax on meat is becoming increasingly probable. Well, it could if we don't stand up and fight and say, no way. Stay out of our meat. We the uh, the tea party. We need the meat party. And the analysts cite the global popularity of behavioral taxes to nudge people to achieve social ends, decrease overall taxes, by reducing societal costs of things such as sugar, tobacco, carbon emissions, and they're arguing that meat is essentially on the same path. And that by increasing the tax on meat, we can reduce global health epidemics such as obesity, cancer, antibiotic resistance. And they say that livestock has been estimated to account for 15% of human-related greenhouse gases. Animal agriculture is water-intensive, space-inefficient. Well, let me ask you this. If you decide all of a sudden everybody goes vegan, and you've got to grow more plants grown on farm, more vegetables, that's not going to be water-intensive? That's not going to be space-inefficient? That's not going to increase greenhouse gases when you have tractors and trucks and all this other nonsense. And I firmly believe this greenhouse gas, this is also another guy's, another ruse, totally nonsensical. But this is where they lay the seed. They lay the seed by saying, We're here to protect you, we're here to protect your health, and then we're here to protect the world's health, we're here to protect the environment. And everybody says, well, I'm not against being healthy. I'm not against the environment. And most Americans, not us, not us alphas, because we're smart. But the fact of the matter is, the reality is, you could tell most Americans, not us alpha males. I want to make that very clear. Because as alpha males, part of being an alpha male, you have a brain, you think, you have great common sense. You don't just take for granted what people say. You do your own research. You investigate. But the overwhelming... A, a, a majority of Americans, as we saw in the last election, especially when it come to the pop came to the popular vote with Hillary, you could feed them a chicken shiatsu burger, and I'm cleaning it up. A chicken droppings burger. Tell them it is filet mignon, and the average American would say, mm, "Boy, this is tasty," because they don't know the difference. Now, as alphas, we do. We're smart. You have to remember, most Americans are not smart. As alpha males, we are smart. But this is what the Democrats capitalize on, the stupidity of the electorate, the stupidity of most Americans. And I don't say that to be negative. I don't say that to be mean-spirited. But the fact of the matter is, how many people have you seen, You, if you ask them a question, you say, what two countries participated in the Spanish-American War? You'd get an answer saying, uh, Italy and France. Um Japan and Mexico they don't know cuz they don't have common sense. They didn't they didn't apply themselves in school. They didn't listen. So the fact of the matter is, we as alphas, we don't we don't just automatically uh, we, you don't just lead us to water and we're going to drink it. We're going to be very inquisitive. We're going to be a little bit pessimistic. We're going to make our own decisions. Now, I went on the PETA website And one of the big initiatives on the PETA website, Tax Meat. PETA is calling for an excise tax on meat to help cover the health and environmental costs that result from using animals for food. And they want a sin tax on meat. Since when is consuming healthy food, and meat is healthy, since when is consuming meat, which has been consumed for millions of years by humans, when is that considered a sin? When is eating considered a sin? They don't just want a 10-cent tax. Let, let me let me tell you their hidden agenda. You're saying, okay, well, they want a 10-cent a tax on every pound of meat, right? Well, not so fast, my friends, because PETA conveniently wants it not only on meat, They want a 10-cent tax on every pound of chicken, turkey, pig, and fish. Now, wait a minute. Didn't they say they just want to go after meat? But now, all of a sudden, they're saying, well, we have to go after fish. The last time I looked, fish are caught out in the Great Blue Sea. They're all, they're gazillions and billions, as Bernie Sanders would say, there's billions and billions and trillions and zillions of fish. There's zillions of fish that are out there. The last time I looked, yeah, you have to get boats to get out there, but in one haul, you get a lot of fish. But here's their hidden agenda. They don't want to just tax meat. They want to tax any animal product consumed because they want you to go vegan. They want you to be as miserable as they are. They want you to look as healthy as these pita vegans have you ever seen a vegan what they look like it's like people that are uh, that are runners that run excessively their face is drawn their skin is droopy they're very pale people that are they're vegetarians look at dr. Uh, Dean Ornish in fact Sergeant Steve let's find a picture of him he's a guy that 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 said you know everybody should go on a vegan plant-based diet he convinced Bill Clinton to go on a plant, plant-based plant diet. Have you seen Bill Clinton lately? He's a vegan. He looks s- miserable. He looks sickly. He looks old. He looks uh, just just frail. Now, he and Donald Trump are the same age. Now, Donald Trump said, hey, got to lose 10 pounds. Got to do it. And, and his uh, White House physician wants him to do it. But look at them both. You tell me who looks healthier, Donald Trump or Bill Clinton. Donald Trump by far. You see these vegans, they just don't look healthy. But they want us to now eat tofu and to eat dandelions? No, thank you. That's not going to happen. So the reality is this. This has nothing to do with the health of Americans. This has nothing to do with the environment. This has nothing to do with the animals. This has everything to do with one small subset of very miserable people. The members of PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Now, I'm a member of the other PETA, People Eating Tasty Animals. And I prefer that PETA. PETA 2, we'll call it. People Eating Tasty Animals. This has nothing to do with the health of Americans. This has nothing to do with the environment. This has everything to do with the fact that they don't like you to live your lifestyle and they want you to become vegan. Plain and simple. Bottom line, that's all they want. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about a guy I ran into a number of years ago while I was attending the Cigar Retailers Convention in Orlando. Got to be about four or five years ago. Kelly Brownell is his name, a big professor, now the dean of the Sanford School of Public Policy at Duke University. Before that, he was at Yale and, uh, and Kelly Brownell is a food, member of the food police. He wants taxation on sodas, on meat, and he's a big advocate for putting the calorie counts. And I have no problem putting calorie counts on, on menus. I, I, I welcome that. No problem. But there's more to the story about Kelly Brownell because, as I always say, as I have said on this show, when it comes to the enemies of pleasure, the pleasure police, it's not do as I say, or it's not do as I do, It's do as I say. So for these enemies of pleasure, it's do as I say, not as I do. They want you to follow the rules, but not them. And I can think of no bigger, if and believe me, when I tell you bigger, I'm not exaggerating, no bigger and better example than Kelly Brownell, enemy of food choice. I'll tell you about him, that
0: clown, when we come back. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the General enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com.
2: Quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low
0: birth weight.
1: The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app.
0: The Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line, presented by Diamond Crown on Saturday, February 3rd at Shelter Aviation, is now sold out. Next year, be sure to purchase your tickets early. We
1: are indeed sold out. One week away, T-minus seven days and counting, cannot wait. Shelter Aviation in Tampa. We're going to have some great cigars from Diamond Crown, including... The Diamond Crown 1895 Double Perfecto. It is an Alpha Pleasure Fest exclusive. It's not available for sale. It's a Newman family cigar. Only make a limited number of each, uh, each year just for the Newmans. I happen to be in their warehouse. I happen to be in the aging room. I see them. I spot them. I grab one. I lit one up, of course. I said, what is this? And they told me, I said, we gotta, we gotta give everybody at least one of these at the Pleasure Fest. And they said, well, we don't make a, all right, General, for you. You're also going to get the Diamond Crown Julius Caesar 1895 Double Perfecto, a Diamond Crown Maximus, a, a Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. We'll have the Diamond Crown Black Diamond and a Brick House Double Connecticut. Great times next
0: week. If you miss any of The general show you can catch up anytime with the cigar dave mobile app presented by diamond crown listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay or you can download a podcast of a past show search cigar dave in the app store to get it
1: It is a new year and a new month, and that means we have a brand new year of Cigar Dave Officers Club selections. And we start January 2018 with the brand new Alec Bradley Prensato Lost Ark. This is the highly acclaimed sequel to the Alec Bradley Prensato. Different flavor complexion uses a magnificent Honduran Corojo wrapper, Honduran and Nicaraguan double binder, and fillers from Honduras and Nicaragua. It is a full-flavored cigar, nice notes of pepper and espresso. It is fantastic. You will enjoy this cigar and it follows up on the great year of selections we had with the Officers Club from all the major manufacturers. Get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars shipped directly to you in a Ziploc Cigar Dave Officers Club pouch. Go to CigarDave.com. For twenty two ninety five per month, you will get fantastic cigars shipped right to you. Again, this month, it is the Alec Bradley Prensato Lost Start. It is our Officers Club featured cigar. You will love it.
0: Run on tofu. Alpha males run on meat. Ah. Steak, cigars, and cigar day, the trifecta of pleasure.
1: All right, let me talk about continuing talking about the assault on our meat. PETA, one group wants to come after meat. Why? Because they want to make you all eat vegan. They want you to be a vegan and look as unhealthy as they are. They want you to look gaunt and to look pale. And we've already posted a picture of uh, of Bill Clinton and Dr. Dean Ornish. And you can see they just don't look healthy. They look sickly. They really look sickly. And they're all based, both of those gentlemen, on plant-based vegan diets. Americans and, and, and humans are made to run on meat. doesn't mean you have to eat it every day, three times a day. It wouldn't be a bad idea. But we're designed to run on protein, on meat. That is just how it has been for millions of years. And under the guise of, we're here for your health and the environment and global warming and reduced carbon footprint, PETA is spewing out all this nonsense, and they want everybody to be vegan, and they want a meat tax, 10 cents a pound, and the proof is in the pudding because it's not just on meat, they want it on fish. Now, we all know people say, oh, eat less meat, eat more fish. I eat a lot of fish. It's great. Love it. Now they're going after fish, too. So it just shows you just how fraudulent their campaign is. They want to tax any animal that is consumed so that less people will eat meat, fish, chicken, poultry, and people will go to a vegan-based diet. No thank you. Now, we always talk about these enemies of pleasure. The pleasure police are always the ones that say, do as I say, not as I do. You know, Al Gore... The world's got the flu. We've got to reduce our carbon emissions. We've got to reduce the number of cars on the road. we got to go to electric cars. And yet he lives in a 15,000-square-foot, 18,000-square-foot mansion and travels around in private jets. He's probably in Davos this week with uh, you know his private jet, or, or, or at least uh, chartering a jet instead of taking commercial. Guaranteed. They use more. I'm all for private planes, by the way. I'm a private pilot. I love to fly. No problem. But please, spare me the hypocrisy by pointing your finger at everybody else saying what they should do, and yet you do the complete opposite. And we see this all the time. We saw it from Barack Obama. We're going after cigarettes. We need to put tobacco as dangerous. We need to tax it. We need to get it out of the hands of of adults. And yet he was smoking a pack a day to the very end. That's fact, period. Period. But yet the, the, uh, uh, what I call the libstream media never questioned him. John Boehner, they always went after about, well, you know, your cigarette habit. They never went after Obama. You'd always see Obama with the Nicorette gum, even when he, when, when he was out and about. Why? Because he still smoked until he left office. His wife may have not have liked it, but he still secretly was a cigarette smoker. But again, do as I say, not as I do. Well, let me give you an example and exhibit 1A when it comes to the food police, the enemies of food choice. Kelly D. Brownell. Kelly Brownell is the dean of the Sanford School of Public Policy at Duke University. Before that, he was the uh, at Yale University, where he was the director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity. Now, I have to stop myself from laughing myself, his, laughing hysterically because I will fall off the chair. We are posting pictures at CigarDave.com right now and on social media. Twitter, at Cigar Show, Facebook, Cigar Dave, Instagram, Cigar Dave. Kelly Brownell, formerly the Yale University Director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity. Now, before I tell you why I'm, I would be laughing hysterically, why trying to prevent myself from rolling over the floor. Here's a guy that espouses soda taxes, that espouses food taxes, that has lectures. In fact, they're all over YouTube. Sergeant Steve, let's post a few of them, showing him going on about the marketing of cereal and and, uh, food companies and how they're all evil and that how we should have caloric counts. If we had calorie counts on menus, that would be great, and that people can't make their own decisions. Therefore, we need government to do it. And he is exhibit A. Because Kelly Brownell, to put it mildly, obese is an understatement. Kelly Brownell, I ran into him at the cigar retailers convention in Orlando. I was coming back from the convention center, walking to the Peabody Hotel. And there was an American Psych- a Psychologist Association meeting convention there. And I'm walking, I've talked about this guy for 15 years. I've talked about him, I've talked what a phony he is. And I'm walking by, I'm looking at my uh, email on my iPhone, and I look up, and 10 feet in front of me is the guy that I've been bashing for years, Kelly Brownell, now at Duke University. Known enemy of food. Known food cop. Known food Nazi. And imagine, I look up and I'm like, and I stop, I said, Kelly Brownell. And he looked at me. Like, I said, obviously, he must have thought I knew him. And I stopped, and I said, oh, this is going to be good. And I stopped him right there. I said, Kelly Brownell, let me introduce myself. And I was very polite. I was very cordial. I didn't say, you're an ass, you're a schmuck, you're a putz, you're a son of a bitch, even though I believe he is all of those aforementioned items. I was very polite. You know, I wasn't going to uh, ambush somebody. And I told him who it was. I said, look, I do a nationally syndicated show Um cigars and the alpha male lifestyle, cigars, spirits, grilling steaks. I said, you know, you have been the topic of conversation on my show hundreds of times. He said, really? I said, yes. He said, in what way? I said, well, you are an advocate for taxing food, for taxing soda, for government intervention. And I am totally the opposite. I believe people should have the right to make their own decisions. And he said, well, I agree with that, too, but we need some government intervention, and I said, well, don't you believe that it's really up to the individual to really make a decision and to decide whether they're going to lead a healthy lifestyle or they're going to lose weight or they're going to exercise? He said, oh, absolutely. Now, Kelly Brownell is shorter than I am. I'm six feet tall. He's probably about 5'10", five, 10, five, 10 When I tell you he clocks in, I'm telling you he's easily 300 pounds. I would venture to say... He's probably about 315, 318, 320. His waist is probably a 48-inch waist, maybe 50. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being mean-spirited. I'm just simply stating fact. The man is tremendously out of shape. He is tremendously obese. He's the one that wags his finger at everybody else, telling them what they should eat and should not eat. He was the former director of the Rudd Center for Food Policy and Obesity at Yale University, yet this guy is obese as hell. And he blamed his obesity. There was an article where somebody asked him and said, you know, I've noticed you've gained some weight. Oh, I know who it was. It was um, John Stossel, who used to be at ABC and then at Fox Business News. He said, well, you've gained some weight. He said, well, I did gain some weight while I was writing my book. Well... John Stossel said, okay, well, what prevents you from losing it? Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to lose it. Well, he has been obese ever since. So I continued talking to him, and I said, look, I said, why don't you lead by example? I said, you are director of a director of a, of a center for obesity. You're telling everybody else what they should and shouldn't eat. You're telling people that, uh, that food should be taxed and soda should be taxed. Why don't you set the example? Why don't you lose weight? Because not to be mean-spirited, this is exactly what I said to him, not to be mean-spirited, but it looks like you could lose a few pounds. And he said, and I could do it. I said, look, as as a matter of fact, I need to lose some too. And he said, well, uh, uh, yes, no. And he just started dancing and, and hemming and hawing and dodging the question. I said, I'll tell you what, Kelly, I walk every morning at 6.30 in the morning. You tell me the time and the place. Why don't you join me for a walk? I normally do about a a three-and-a-half to four-mile power walk. But I'll tell you what. Since you're probably just starting out, we'll go as short as you want. But why don't you join me tomorrow? Oh, well, I, I think I've got something. I said, well, name your time. What's preventing you from going out? Don't you believe exercise is important? Well, I do. I said, well, when was the last time you exercised? Now I'm really shoving it up his ass. I'm really giving it to him. Now I unleash my five-star alphaness. I'm not holding back. I'm unleashing my General George S. Patton on him. Because after playing him nice and lulling him in, being cordial and nice and engaging in rational debate, now I'm going to bring out the big guns. Now I'm going to damn the torpedoes, and I'm going to fire them in succession right at him. And I do. And I said, well, looks like you need a little exercise. Let's go tomorrow morning. Name the time. Name the place. I'll be there. Well, I, I'm busy. And again, wouldn't do it. Then he starts to walk away. I said, Kelly, don't walk away. You clearly are are, are not happy with this conversation. I said, what gives you the right to tell everyone else how to live their lives and that they should lose weight and that this country has an obesity problem when you are the poster child for obesity. That's exactly what I told that son of a bitch. Exactly. Now, by this time, he is getting flustered and red and says, I need to go. And I think I have a picture. Sergeant Steve, did I ever post? We'll have to go back on my Twitter timeline. I think I posted a picture of his his fat ass because he walked away with me. I grabbed my camera and I took a picture. This guy waddles he's so big. He's got an ass that you got to put wide load on. I mean, if you don't, if you don't put wide load, it's somebody's going to get injured. Somebody's going to get hurt badly. There is a picture of him I saw on a website sitting in a chair. The man can't sit in a chair. He's that obese. He's, his guts are spilling over on the side. I mean, his, his rolls and, and his gut on the right, on the left, it's not pretty. So he starts to walk away. And I said, what's the matter? He kept this exactly what I told him. What's the matter, Kelly? The truth hurts. I said, clearly you have no problem pointing out everyone else, but when it comes to you, you put yourself in a different category. Do as I say, not as I do. And, of course, then he walks away and, and sees some other colleague, and I started following him a little bit, but I wasn't going to get, you know, I didn't want to get uh, get security called, and I said, it's amazing, Kelly. You're a big talker when you're out at all these all these lectures and when you're on TV, but when you're engaging in a rational Debate with fact, one-on-one, with an intellectual superior, or at least an intellectual, uh, uh, somebody compatible, but I was intellectually superior. I am intellectually superior. Said, you can't handle it? Walked away. And I learned everything I need to know about that, that phony. And we're going to post numerous pictures. This is the guy, Kelly Brownell, telling everyone else to watch their weight. That obesity is an epidemic in this country. Yet the man is the poster child for obesity and hasn't lost a lick of weight. I just saw a recent picture of him, hasn't lost a lick of weight. Now, Kelly, if you would like to go on the Cigar Day five-star weight reduction plan and lose 52 pounds like me, and I'm going to lose another 10, so I'm going to take off probably a total of 62, by it's all said and done, come and join me. I'm more than happy. We'll, we'll walk. I will I will show you how to prepare steak and fish and eat properly. Because clearly you, as a professor, as a Ph.D., as someone who is just so uh, uh, knowledgeable in food and obesity, clearly you have no idea what the hell you are doing. Otherwise, you, you, otherwise you wouldn't weigh probably 325. So, again, all these people are absolute Frauds and phonies, and it irritates me to no end, because we want to live our lives as alphas, as intellectual, as as smart individuals. We don't bother anybody. We want to live our lives. We want to enjoy our cigars. We want to enjoy our steaks. We want our spirits. We want our harem. We want our dames. We want our football. We don't bother anyone. We want to enjoy ourselves. We work hard. We want to play hard. But it's these pleasure Nazis. And I don't use that term just loosely around, but when you look at what the Nazis did, they went after some of the same thing that these enemies of pleasure are doing. Same exact thing. Hitler was a vegetarian, was a vegan. That tells you all you need to know. So the fact of the matter is it irks me to no end when these phonies get up on their on their bandstand and tell everyone else they point their finger like we are dumb little five-year-olds this is how you need to live. We're going to tax your meat. We're going to tax your soda because you're too stupid to make your own decision. Yet they go and eat meat, and they go and eat soda. I'll guarantee you, Kelly Brownell's eating eating something in mass quantities because you don't get the 325 by eating uh, a, a vegan uh, diet of, of celery sticks, carrots, broccoli, and cauliflower. That I can tell you. Now, the final concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show. We will break out the... Grand thespian, and uh, we had a big reaction to my grand thespian, master thespian bit last week with uh, Cory Booker. How I talked about him being a drama queen and and how he was a wonderful actor, and I did my parody on him. I'm going to do the same for Anna Navarro. I love the term Republican strategist. I don't know what that means, but she's a drama queen and an absolute nutcase wackadoodle. When we come back, final segment, we will break out the grand thespian.
0: The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art. This medium to full-bodied cigar not only pays homage to its namesake, the Prensado, but also the Lost Art of handcrafting goods. It takes a plethora of skilled artisans to create the Alec Bradley Prensado Lost Art, which you will love. One premium cigars like these shipped directly to you each month, log on to Cigardave.com to join the officers club.
3: five bucks
0: and a comfortable chair. Genius! (laughs) Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm gonna go with the decade. I love it, it's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I gotta tell you, it's my favorite.
3: You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make.
0: As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. general has determined that enemies of pleasure are hazardous to your happiness for your protection and sanity they've been vaporized well one guy that should be vaporized
1: at least maybe about 180 pounds of them kelly brownell that i was just talking about i just discovered he wrote a book it's on amazon we'll post a link it's called the learn program for weight management by kelly d brownell phd LEARN stands for L, lifestyle, E, exercise, A, attitudes, R, relationships, and nutrition. This guy needs to read his own damn book. He wrote the book in 2004. He's never read it. Otherwise, the guy wouldn't weigh 325. Hey, Kelly, two words, cottage cheese. All right. Last week, I broke out my grand thespian character. The response was so overwhelming between social media and the emails that I received. People saying, they have listened to my show since the beginning, 20, 22 years ago. They've heard all my show. They said that was in the top three, four, five bits. So we're going to break that out. When the situation warrants it, we will bring out Sir Davius Generalis, grand thespian. Now, Anna Navarro, who is a total loon, a total nutcase, was uh, it was sitting in on the View and uh, Megan um, was Megan McCain, yeah, Megan McCain, uh, John McCain's daughter, who's now a panelist represents the conservative Republican point of view was on there, and they were talking about immigration. And Anna Navarre is always so melodramatic. On election night when Trump won, she was crying. You ask her about the the weather, and you say, Anna, I hear it's probably going to rain this afternoon. Oh. I'm a Latina. I'm a Latina woman. It's going to rain this afternoon. Oh, I'm so emotional. Honest to goodness. Take a listen to this exchange between Megan McCain and Anna Navarro, drama queen.
3: I understand that Doc is a very emotional issue at this point, but most Republicans are on my side on this one, Anna. And I just don't. I, it's really difficult for me to understand sometimes wh- why you still consider yourself because a Republican. I'm
2: a Hispanic immigrant Latina. Because I
3: understand I was decision to come here i came here through no decision on. of my own i came here through no fault of my own had my parents not had visas had my parents not had the resources to hire lawyers i would be a dream act kid too that's my business person
1: now you can hear her she's got tears she's ready to cry she's on the verge of tears by the way her parents had visas ah they came in legally so this drama queen Very emotional. Everything now, she gets very emotional. With Donald Trump, very emotional. Everything the world is ending. And I don't know where she calls herself a Republican strategist because uh, her claim to fame is she was Jeb Bush's, uh, I don't know, Latina coordinator. Jeb Bush wants nothing to do with her. She's a nutcase. She's uh, actually dating, I think, like the 80-year-old Democratic owner of uh, the Biltmore. And she can't get a young guy because, basically, no guy would ship her, if you know what I'm saying. Look at her. That's all you need to know. All right, so... Let us bring out, because she was so dramatic. Let's bring that out one more time, Sergeant Steve. Hit it one more time, and then I shall break out Sedavius Generalis Grand Thespian to portray Anna Navarro's emotional outburst.
3: I understand that doc is a very emotional issue at this point, but most Republicans are on my side on this one, Anna. And I just don't... I, it's really difficult for me to understand sometimes wh- why you still consider yourself because a Republican. Because I'm a Hispanic immigrant Latina. Because I I was my decision to come here. I came here through no decision that. of my own. I came here through no fault of my own. Had my parents not had visas, had my parents not had the resources to hire lawyers, I would be a dream act kid too. That's my this is personal.
1: I present to you, Sir Davies Generalis, grand thespian. Why am I not, why am I still a Republican? Because I'm a Hispanic immigrant Latina. Because I was brought to this country when I was eight years of age. Because my parents fled communism. And it was not my decision to come here through no decision of my own. I came here through no fault of my own. Had my parents not had visas, and I'm not talking about the credit card, Had my parents not had the resources to hire lawyers, I would be a dream act kid, too. That is why this is personal. Please, the tears are now flowing as I beat my bosom one more time. Ah, Sir Davius Generalis. We'll bring him out, mass grand thespian, when necessary. All right, next week, Cigar Dave, Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line. Shelter Aviation in Tampa, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you have your tickets, great. If not... Too bad, sold out. Cigar Dave, the general. Say, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Eat your meat. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Screw the food police. I will see you next week front and center. Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line in Tampa.